Welcome to the Kinja's Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinja's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we have the very special dance power couple. We have Nappy Tabs in the house, Tabitha and Napoleon Dumo. They are Emmy Award winning choreographers. Their creative direction has been featured from stage to screen. Literally every major dance show from So You Think You Can Dance, ABDC, their co-EPs on NBC's World of Dance. Um, they've worked with Cirque du Soleil. They directed the Jabberwocky show Muse I See in Las Vegas. Their JLo's right-hand creative team. Their work resume goes on forever. So you can Google them if you don't know who they are. Uh, bigger than their work resume, I think what I really enjoyed about this conversation is literally how they view dance and and why they've um, or how they've been able to work in this space and how they view everything through the lens of dance. And I think it it boils down to a simple their their why and they they're champions for the art of dance and i think the way that they approach every project every opportunity they do it with their utmost best and they put their best foot forward always and i think it's because they just have such uh respect and hold dance in such high regard and um though this episode is a little bit shorter they had to get uh going they have i mean they're always moving they're always working on something new but i think there's a lot of gems in this one for Anybody who's um, trying to pursue dance, whether it be to dance professionally in the commercial industry or to be an aspiring choreographer, director and, and creative director like they are. I think uh, their mentality and their chemistry as uh, a married couple and, and being able to kind of uh, understand each other's workflow and creative flow. And uh, that was really fun um, in kind of seeing how their dynamic works. I think it's, it's just really cool to see that they keep a very simple passion. And uh, they even talk about how that, that passion can kind of change and, and evolve. And that, that was a cool little section here. Yeah, I feel like they just have a lot of wisdom. And though this is a little bit shorter than most of our episodes, there's a lot in here. So uh, I think that's it. Let's just jump right into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Kindred's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm so stoked for today. I've been trying to track these two down forever. They are literally just all over the place doing all the coolest things. We have Nappy Tabs in the house. Tabitha and Napoleon Dumo are here. What's up? What's up, guys? It's like a long time since we've talked. It has been. And so much has happened since then. It's your first time at the dojo. It is. Which was uh, what we got from ABDC. That's right. Which was now four years ago. Yeah. No, no, really? 2015, right? Wow. No. ABDC 8. Yeah. <gasps> Flying by. It flew by. Yeah. It feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, this is our third year here, so this is your first time here. So welcome to the dojo. Thank you thank guys for you. coming through. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, it's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Makes me very proud Nostalgia of you. Recognize these panels. I recognize the yeah, panels. Yeah, I do yes. recognize the panels. They have done us well, and now they serve as a backdrop and a storage unit. So <laughs> we, we make good use of our... Repurposing exactly. so important. You got to be resourceful. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know who these two are, you're probably living under a rock, but I'm going to give you a quick, 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 quick uh, intro on these guys. They are Emmy Award-winning choreographers. Their creative direction has been featured on shows like So You Think You Can Dance, ABDC, 
American Idol, pretty much every show that has cool movement in it, <laughs> these guys are a part of it. Uh, they are the co-executive producers of World of Dance on NBC, J-Lo's right-hand team. Um, they directed the Jabberwocky show, Muse I See in Vegas. We go back. <laughs> and um, straight up, they're visionaries or trendsetters. Barrier breakers, defenders, and avengers for the art of dance. Oh, I love that. And if you don't know like their resume, you got to Google them. I feel like this whole episode will just be the resume. So we, we go Google that. But yes, <laughs> Nappy Tabs is here. Thank you guys for coming through. Thank you. I Thank like you. that you put that. Yeah, I felt like a superhero. Yeah, I honestly feel so like anytime uh, I feel like we do anything for like TV or whatever and if Nappy Tabs is a part of it there's kind of like this sigh of relief of like okay <sighs> we're in good hands and I think that comes from the way that you guys uh, not only view dance because that's like that's where you're from and like that's in your heart but like I think um, anytime you guys put your hands on a project um, I think the way that you guys preserve the artistry or try to push the artistry and the integrity of the dancers and the choreographers that are part of these shows. And you guys um, are that voice that pretty much stands up for the dancers. So like, oh yeah, shout out to you guys for that. Like, it's always fun working with we you guys. We get in the trenches, that's for sure. We're behind the scenes and we do fight the fight to just really, you know, like, you, like you're saying, is just make sure we maintain a level that... Um, we all can be proud of because, yeah. you know, we have to keep the, 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 the culture of dance always evolving. So sometimes it's hard when it gets in a commercial form to not, you know, water things down. And there is always a balance. It's always a balance. But um, we fight the good fight. That Love is it. a huge compliment, by the way. Yeah. It's that it makes you guys feel better that we're... That were there. That I mean, that could there couldn't be a bigger compliment. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if all amazing. the if all the guys were here, they would say something very similar. And I think we always love uh, working with you guys. So yeah, thank you guys for doing that. But um, give us a brief uh, just origin story. Where are you guys from? We'd love mm. to just kind of hear that side of things. You want to go first? Well, I'm from around here, uh, Long Beach. I was born in Long Beach, California. My dad was in the Navy, so he he we moved up and down the coast, San Diego. Long Beach, Oxnard, even up north to uh, to Seattle for a brief time, and but you know I'm, I guess I'm a born and raised California kid. Uh, went to high school out here. I met this one in college. And mm -hmm. She is from. I'm from Jersey. New Jersey, Jersey, so I got the East Coast uh, repping over here, mm -hmm. and uh, went to college at UNLV, and that's where we met and sort of began our, I guess, career together. It was something that we both loved to do. Separately, like we both had our, our, we were heading our, our degrees in a different direction, but we always found dance as something we had in common and loved. And 20 some years later, we've turned, you know, something that was a just a passion, passion yeah. into a career. You, you know, guys we're, were so already good dancing to do it. Um, separately while in college. No, I dance, I, I dance like as a freestyle, as a b boy and a, and a popper in the 80s. You know, when the, when the whole um, break dancing came to LA scene, oh, yeah. and the popping yeah. scene was already here. But um, but as a kid, that really, you know, that got me going, and we were on a crew out here, and uh, and that was the world I came from. But then, of course, life happened, and I went to the military, and then in the military, you don't really dance much. Yeah, um, I imagine. So I kind of <laughs> just said, hey, you know, it's it is what it is. I love this. I love to do this, but it's not a career option. According to my parents, that's not a career option. Mm -hmm. So um, so I went to I went got out of the military and went to college. Met her and she was dancing and had danced her whole life. Yeah. I and grew up dancing. And it's funny because street dance, you couldn't take, 
you know, in the in the late eighties, early nineties, you couldn't take a hip hop dance class. It mm-hmm. just didn't exist. Yeah. You you yeah. really was only, you know, the culture of going to the clubs and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I was tap, ballet, jazz, musical theater and stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. and then I, I actually cheered. So, you know, when I went to college, I ended up getting a scholarship to cheer, which helped me pay for school. And little by little, I started choreographing routines and, you know, little, I guess you could say was like the, the foundation of having a creative voice there that led into to more when we discovered a company called Cult shock yeah. that came to our area mm-hmm. and that was well, like, for, before that though you got me back into it oh yeah yeah you, right. you yeah. really kind of uh-huh. got me back into the whole thing um because i met her and her friends at a party and, they, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and they were like As hey you, you, sh- you guys should uh, uh come hang out with us and we took them to the lake and they were like yeah we're the cheerleaders and i was like man Let's go. that girl's hot <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh and then she said you should come see what we do kind of a thing and Anyway, and, and she didn't know I, I could dance. So for my fine arts credits, I was taking dance. Mm-hmm. And her and her friends walked by a dance room and was like, whoa, no. what are you doing in this jazz room? <laughs> and then... Uh, and then and He's then, like, yo, don't tell anybody I can dance. You know yeah, and then, and then <laughs> so I think good. what really happened, though, was at that time in the early 90s, there was a big... Uh, there were, the like hip-hop aerobics and, and funk aerobics yeah. and, and that whole aerobics scene was was blowing was introducing up introducing dance yeah it was it was introducing dance into the aerobics world mm-hmm. and um and the hip-hop aerobics was really taken off and she was taking class you know class at the time and uh and she said oh you should come to this hip-hop class i said what do you know about hip-hop aren't you just a cheerleader <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then uh and then uh and then i started following her hip-hop class and and it was a different, you know, it was different than b-boy, and it was different than poppin', which had faded out, and you know, it was a new style of hip hop, really big MC Hammer type moves, yep. and yep. and I was hooked the minute I went to class the first time, mm-hmm. and then we we uh, we started going to class regularly. We'd find classes all over the oh, city. Oh, we didn't know. I'd did. go to three or four classes a day. Yep. And there was no hip hop class in the dance studios. Mm. Not a single dance studio had. Oh, there was one from a from a good friend of ours. Sean Dean, mm-hmm. who used to dance with like Donna Summer and, and some other, <laughs> God, we sound old, and, and all of those guys. But <laughs> he was like, he was right like, there. but he was like a, a, a legend in the hip hop world in the city of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So we started taking his class, and just the more it grew, the more we were like hooked, hooked yeah. on it, and and kept going. And then and then she's right, the culture shock came around, and that was uh, the founder Angie Bunch, who was sponsored by Nike at the time. Yep. Was also with with one of the people that was in charge of aerobics in Las Vegas, Frank mm-hmm. Butterfield, and then that whole thing just took off. And Culture Shock was being brought right after San Diego got brought to to Las Vegas. Yeah, and um, and we made it onto the such team a game. And- I think it was such a game changer for us because it what it did it is it provided a an opportunity to like have like a place to go, um, a voice, like it was very open to like teach a class or choreograph a a number and, you know, being in Las Vegas, there were opportunities to actually do gigs in the city, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like taking, take, it's just like having people to workshop what what is my what what is my voice as a choreographer? Yeah. How would I stage something? Or he got into mixing music at that time because mm-hmm. he had ideas to how to like make something sound good that we wanted to create. So it was sort of like the un- it was like our university for mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I give blocks. I give 
everything in our career to the foundation, to the foundation of, it, yeah. of it coming from culture shock. Wow, for real. That's yes, one hundred percent. Awesome. It opened and, up and, all and the doors. And then the community of other, you know, and and cut to a couple years of culture shock being in the city, but within two years we were hireable. We were making money dancing. We went from starving students to whoa! I make like two hundred <laughs> bucks to do this. Yeah, I just do this yeah. for free. They don't even know, right? <laughs> for sure. And you know, and at the time there were there was other hip hop community people coming into our city. You know, Wiggles and and Pop and Pete and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Flo Flowmaster came there to do a and, show and Crazy Ivan. All of them guys came up there to do uh, a show on a strip called uh, Manhattan, and then we ended up. We would always end up battling them and doing different hmm. things, and and uh, and then be doing gigs together, and then that that whole f- that whole foundation of of those guys started a whole new thing in Las Vegas. Yeah, the scene. Mm. I think the scene started to really grow there, and then once, just like anything else, you get the appetite. You're hungry. You're like, where else can I go? Before you knew it, a lot of the dancers that were in our our company, we were all taking road trips every weekend mm-hmm. out here to California to hustle and take classes and train with the people that were doing the music videos yeah. or get seen or audition for agents. And and little by little, we all just said, let's go follow our dreams. Let's. Yeah. We 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 both graduated from college. We were both heading like he was pre med. I was a communications major, so I was doing PR in one of the casinos yeah. out of college. And we just said, let's take a year off. Go out there and ha- and have some fun, and then we'll get serious. And mm. you know, the fun never ended. That's amazing. Still going now. Yeah. So I love that though. So from having the plan to pursue pre med communications, I'm assuming dancer choreographer was not the no. at all the plan. No. So how? Well, first, when did you guys make the transition to LA? Uh, we made the transition. Uh, for, it was funny because we we were a little safer, I think, with the way we we did things. It, you know, it sounds like we just got it packed up and left, but mm. um, but we actually started working in Vegas first, and we started teaching was the first thing, mm-hmm. and then somebody was coming to our class often, and we didn't know, and she was doing hair shows, and mm-hmm. she goes, "Hey, we want you to come choreograph this hair show," and that was the first bit of choreo. Then we started getting hired from different companies like Diesel or. Or um, for industrials, industrials and stuff, like that. And, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they started asking. So then we started choreographing for for little sideshows, uh-huh. um, and that started it. And you know, the more you, the more you got your name out there, we started to teach around the country with other culture shock people mm-hmm. and different culture shock um, sister companies. You know, there was mm-hmm. one in D.C., one in San Francisco, one in. Uh, uh, San Diego, obviously the LA one here. San Fran. San yes, uh, yeah. San Francisco, Oakland came shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada one, Switzerland one. So the opportunities to teach and, and go do these shows yeah. started. And then I think the big thing also was we started to do a a show called Taking It to the Streets with Culture Shock. Oh yeah, then, I remember yeah. That. yeah. We and it brought all that. the Culture uh-huh. Shocks from around the world in to Vegas mm-hmm. to put up a to show. Put up a show. Mm. And then from us producing that show, I think got us a little like, yo, we could do this. Right. I think this could happen. And then um, I was dancing at one of the casinos with one of my partners and these two guys who looked super stylish came in and they were watching the show and watching the show. (laughs) And then we were choreographed for an opening group the next day for uh, a big uh, like radio show. Mm -hmm. You know, it had a whole bunch of different artists in it. 
And those guys, I, we saw them the next day, and come to find out they were choreographers for, for a bunch of acts there. And mm. It was Rosero and Jamal. Oh, yeah. Who, you know, <laughs> are, are very famous choreographers yeah. in L.A. at the time were the biggest. They had, you know, just did the Usher bit with the mm-hmm. taking off the shoes. Yep. A mm-hmm. whole bunch of other big <laughs> yep. videos they were doing. And, uh, and they hit us up and said, yo, you guys, you guys should be in L.A., man. I watched mm. you and your partner last night and blah, blah, blah. And they were really the first ones that give us a confidence, confidence to come down. Yeah. Mm. So we started coming to L.A., came to L.A., auditioned for an agency with, with a whole bunch of other Culture Shock people, mm-hmm. did routines, not just did their routine. And we would, you know, they're like, oh, and then freestyle after. We we're bust like, five, in the routine. Yeah. six, yeah. seven, yeah. here we go. Yeah. At the time, yeah. there were no yeah. other right. dancers like yeah. Crew, like with that crew yeah, mentality, with that crew mentality, right, right. and we'd bust out, and then me and me and uh, me and Kevin, the guy Kevin, one of we my best sets. friends at the time, yeah, we did little sets, and you know, you do a combo like flare, windmill, freeze, and then they would be like, oh, yeah. you can dance and you can do that, yeah, 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 and you know, it wasn't big stuff like they're right. doing now, but uh-huh. at the time, no dancers were doing that, so I think it it also gave us that gave us huge confidence, and mm. right away we started working and. Um, after the agency, we started working, and we, we took Never a good year, back. year and a half of just coming down here and getting jobs. Mm-hmm. And we would just drive down and yeah. stay at a friend's house or something. And then after a year, we were like, "I think we could do this." So you guys are getting booked as as dancers, not not as choreographers first. Yet. Yeah. Okay. And so when we came to when we came to to LA, we had to go back. You know, in, in Vegas, we were already choreographing, but. And uh, when we came to L.A., you had to go back and dance and kind of prove yourself. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. a big fish in your own city. Yeah. You come to Los Angeles, you know, you're you like, have, you're, they're like, yeah. who are you? So, you know, we had right. kind of had to um, figure out how to make a name for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it took a while, you know, and and um, but I think. Coming out here, I, I look at some of the kids nowadays, like they come out here so young and they have so much experience before they come out here. Um but when we traveled, I was 27, you were almost like, we came so much we later in our yeah. career. Mm-hmm. So I think we just had like a more grounded perspective to mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't get caught up. We didn't party. Like we just put our nose down and we we're like, this is not what we love business. to do. Let's yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's work. There's not a single job that we ever said no to. There mm-hmm. wasn't a single class that we wouldn't figure out how to fit it in. We taught at the edge. We had our regular class and... I mean, it took a lot to miss yeah. a class. Like yeah. we wouldn't, you know. Yeah, we, we started. Te- that was one level. of the first jobs we actually got in LA. Mm-hmm. Is, is we took a little different route than the majority of people. We started. We had a big passion for teaching, mm. so we had already been teaching around the country a bit, and um, and the Edge and and Millennium and all all of them were very open to us and like, yeah, yeah, you guys want to teach a class? Cool. And and uh, and the Edge was the first one to give us the opportunity. That break, mm. yeah. That's awesome. So. With the the mentality that you guys kind of had, like it seemed like opportunities were just coming and you were taking them, but you had a very focused in in terms of like you said, like your nose to the ground. We're gonna make this thing work, and you're gonna hustle and grind. Where do you where do you guys feel like you got that sort of mentality and drive from? I think it's mm. always just been in us. Like no matter mm. what it is that yeah. we do, we want to be the best. Yeah. yeah, you know, you or you want to do it to your best ability. I mean, I would, now I'm going to speak about my husband because, Uh you know, I know these stories, even though I didn't live them with you until we met in college, but like 
When he was young, he used to race motocross, and mm. he did it till he was world champ. When I met uh, him in college, all of a only, sudden, only national champ. But national thank champ. You. Sorry, <laughs> national champ. Yeah. Then you were. Then you were. You took up as a hobby. You were jet skiing when we were in college, and then all of a sudden, you were competing. And you know, like yeah. there's like when you do something, mm-hmm. you either just go in right. and go hard, or or there's no dibble dabbling. Yeah. Like you just give your heart and your soul. You know, and then when you're, you're passionate about it, I think it comes natural. Yep. But then when you, that's what you have to be careful of is like when you start to lose the passion, you have to be mindful of like what you do to kind of keep the passion mm-hmm. or change things mm-hmm. to make the passion shift a little bit, yeah. you know, um, yeah. because you very much would, once your passion was done, he would just, he would walk away from something in a second. Like, right. all right, I'm done. Yeah. It's no longer a passion anymore. Right. So, you know, in our career now, we've evolved from, you know, dancers to choreographers. And then we, we, we got the passion for, you know, like directing, you did directing mm-hmm. and now we're, we're creative directors and big visions putting like the whole concert together and less about the steps, but more about the big picture. Um, just recently we just got hired by Disney as a produ- our production company to actually produce a special. So wow. like we're, we're all, I feel like we're always learning, like yeah. we've never stopped. And mm-hmm. that's sort of kept our pet passion you know, in check, we always feel like we have something new that we want to learn and mm. do, you know, so that's kind of good. You know, when you get to a place when you get stale sometimes yeah, doing the same thing, you got to push yourself to move on or try different things. I love that we're talking about this because yeah, I think that, um, the elusive nature of inspiration and passion, yeah. it, it changes, you know, and then mm-hmm. it, it, it can look different. And sometimes, that change can be scary and people can walk away from things because they're like, ah, it's not fun anymore. Time to find something else. So like for you guys, for as long as you guys have been in the scene to from commercial dancer to choreographer to director to like now producing your own stuff, like how did you guys or how do you guys, um, I guess, keep that inspiration I guess like the core of it I guess because it's yeah. always going to look different you know yeah. like new projects and learning new yeah. things will make you excited in different ways but like how do you guys preserve that core mm. well you know I, 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 I think it was a little different when we did move here and going out and getting the jobs because we were making a big change from Vegas which is and, and this is something for everybody who's young who comes to LA and doesn't realize um in Vegas, it was easy. If you made 200 bucks a day, you could live off of that. It was mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. We came here, and you know, we had an apartment over there. It was a really nice apartment with waterfalls and pools, and it was like <laughs> 650 a, a month. Yeah. And we came here, and we that's were unheard of apartment. now. Like, <laughs> You'll never find they it. They were now. like, it's 1500 1500 Yeah. It's like so tiny. What? Yeah. And so I, I think immediately it was like, yo, we got to survive and right. we got to prove not only to ourselves, which was important, and to each other, but at the time, too, to our parents. Because yeah. they, they, weren't, they weren't always like, you know, my mom was like, wait, what do you mean you're dancing, not going to mm-hmm. med school? Mm-hmm. This, this isn't right. Yeah. So it was, um, it was one of those things like, ooh, we got to survive. So that's what helped me to stay motivated to not do the partying and not do the all the other stuff but to, or get caught up but to get in the grind and and the hustle and and learn that stuff cuz you got you it's still real life and you got bills to pay yeah and you know yeah. we didn't we didn't come from a family where we could rely on mom and dad to pay the bills so mm-hmm. you hustle yeah and that's what and i think that's what we're still doing today you hustle well, there was a time for me when i stopped i knew that day yeah i was going to stop dancing 
Yeah. We finished Destiny's Child tour. I started on with Beyonce. She did a few get few first gigs, and I was in the middle of it. I was in Jamaica. I remember, and I was like, "I'm done dancing." Wow. I just want to choreograph. I came back. My agent said, "said Oh, I have this audition for you. Super private. Blah blah blah." They, the agents were in there. It was only twelve people in there, and I started to learn it. But in my head, I already knew I didn't want to dance. And I went walked to the back of the room. I learned maybe two eight counts. I said. I just want to choreograph. I don't even want to dance. It, it, I lost the passion. So that's exactly what happened right there. And, it, and the same thing started to happen a little bit with, uh, with choreographing. Mm-hmm. A and little more, bit. More recently. Yeah, and I got into directing. And I, I just knew, like, not that I ever lost the passion for it. I just didn't have the hardcore drive mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to spend. You know, there was a time when we would spend two hours on, f- on one bar, four counts, <laughs> four yeah. counts, and you spend because oh, you that. needed that yeah. four. You needed those yeah. moves to have some meaning or purpose, and without it, you couldn't move on. Right. And as soon as I started to say, ah, it's fine, let's do that, mm-hmm. then I knew, okay, it's it's time to find some other passion. And I think we keep on driving towards that. And and the new venture that we're on producing right now is is one of those things. But I think though, at the root of everything we always see everything through the lens of dance, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, yeah, 100%. like for sure. Like yeah. it's, it's our perspective. It's our way in. It's, it's, it's the language that we speak. Um, you know, so I think a lot of the things and the opportunities that are coming in front of us in that way, are definitely connected and rooted in our core, which is what I find so exciting. It's like, I, I get inspired by this generation of dancers and the unbelievable things that they're doing. Hmm. And I, and I love being able to get with them um, like you were saying on the TV shows and just offer a perspective that they didn't get the chance to maybe think about because I'm now a producer. Think mm-hmm. about it something like this or I'm with the director and I'm seeing things through their their perspective and go, mm-hmm. like, if you shoot it this way, it's going to be more impactful or think about it in, in this capacity. So it's like bringing, it, you know, it's like assembling an army of, of, of great creative people. Yeah. We owe we owe it all actually to dance, mm-hmm. and 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 still with everything that we're doing. Thank you, Waze. <laughs> thank, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, even even today, we you know the the directing we're doing and the producing we're doing always involves dance. Mm. There's there's no way we're gonna do that next level yeah. without having dance. Yeah. Like, because we also know it's the same with World of Dance, right? We we when when they came to us with that World of Dance, one of the things that we said had to happen was was we 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 have to let the groups do what they <laughs> do mm-hmm. it's important it's important and it's why people watch it on youtube rather than on television right you want to grab those youtube viewers back to television you got to let them do what they do there's a reason they're watching them they're so good at what they do but when you give them challenges like we used to have to do on <laughs> on abdc yeah, right yeah, yeah. do this challenge or do that challenge or sort or or let's let's really mess with them and give them this song that they hate <laughs> or whatever else it is yeah, that yeah. that dilutes the actual art right and and you know it doesn't happen on so you think you can dance but on so you think you can dance as a choreographer you are choreographing on people you wouldn't normally on a mm-hmm. job choreograph for they're all young and they're very uh, they come from the amateur world there's rarely a professional on there and you take them outside of their comfort zone in a different of genre. say mm. hip hop and you mm-hmm. put them into ballroom mm-hmm. that's so foreign to people which is which is i think is a, a reason that people love to watch it because they're overcoming something but also you're not seeing the best of what right. they can do 
and and with Dancing with the Stars, it's choreographed for people that don't dance at all, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all these amazing dance shows out that we've been lucky enough to be a part of. But I always in the back of my mind was like, man, if they could just see what these dances could look like with the people without yeah. any kind of without getting in their way, mm-hmm. just let them go. Yeah. Let them do what they want to do, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's what World of Dance um, is embracing. a little bit more of. It's yeah. embracing a little more of just do what you do, six numbers, win a million bucks, and I think the, <laughs> and I think the million bucks is is a, is a side thing. Cause yeah, you you get to put out some really great content. Yeah, you know the artistry on that show is great. I mean, when we did season one. It was crazy, just the like looking around the room of like, look who's in this room right now. Oh, it was like crazy, and I think like you you hit it on the head. The 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 grand prize was like that's just on the side. It's just like we're in the room with, with the like the best, best in, the, in the, world. the world. Straight yeah, up, the yeah. best in the world. That's like so I, cool. it's funny because when I was ta- I was talking to Keone and Mario, I was like, come on, you have to do the show. Like mm-hmm. in our generation of dance culture, like. You have such a unique style that only you do yep. with each other. Yep. Like that yeah. can't be replicated. People try to, yeah. but it really is you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're doing a disservice to the dance community <laughs> if you can't come out here yeah. and represent yep. yourself. Yeah, you know, it's um, crazy. and it was. It was. It was. We were tickled to see everyone come out and in in that form and support and love really too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There mm-hmm. was never really any crazy drama amongst the community yeah believe yeah. it or not you know, yeah it was an exciting cool. I mean, time there some some uh, obstacles on there that you have to overcome that come up in the tv world and sure the fight that we'll always have to go over and, and do but for the most part it was pretty it's pretty nice it. yeah pretty, pretty worth it yeah want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor meister watches they are truly masters of their craft from quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinesthetic.brand. Um, so I think, you know, in even me personally, as I'm like hearing your guys' story, there's there's like a, a, a big gap, I feel like, in terms of, you know, everybody has these, you know, wide-eyed dreams to like, I want to go and dance in the commercial industries. Like, okay, not to say that's easy to do, but a lot of people do that. But a lot of people don't do what you two do now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, because in my mind, you guys come from our community 
and now you guys are from the the largest stages to you know the biggest screens to like the coolest new like groundbreaking sort of things for dance i mean abdc season one was groundbreaking like world of dance is groundbreaking you know and like you guys are able to push dance um in front of the world in ways that haven't been done before and i feel like it takes a, a very um like uh, the work ethic is kind of yeah that's a given but like your guys vision and and the way that you guys see things mm -hmm. is what's super interesting to me so uh, like at, at what point or or how did you guys learn i mean you say you see everything through the lens of dance but like um like instead of looking at dance as like front facing stage choreography to like dance is a mural you know and i feel like mm -hmm. you guys see it as like there's endless possibilities to the way that dance can be um utilized and and seen so what sort of things i guess like how did you get that the the ability to see it in that way you know what i mean mm -hmm. is it other things that you guys study to you know what i mean like i mean i think ev i mean everything is inspiration i mean i look at a lot of like art installations or architecture or like because i always like for me i like to be put in an environment to create yeah. or not an environment but like a scene like that inspires me quite a bit about like what's my character what am I trying to say what's the world I'm dancing is it creepy is it scary is it like ominous is mm -hmm. it just like a blank void and like you know and I think every, I think everybody though that's creative we all kind of think the same mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. I think that we've just been really really lucky that some doors have opened and when they open, and this is, this isn't like the thing you have to be ready because you have one chance to make that impression. So like all the routines that we set for culture shock back in the day, all the free gigs that we did here that we played around with our, like what we wanted to do or thought about things. It's like when that one opportunity came up and that door opened, we fucking do, oh, sorry, but we just flew. <laughs> hey, you this, just it's not from radio. Jersey. <laughs> from Jersey. Let's go. Um, you know, you just hope all your tools are sharp enough yep. to like get in there and make a great impression. And 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 part of this business is how you interact with others because you get into a playground, you can't just do what you want. Yeah. You. I don't think there's a, a single project that we've ever worked on that we get the budget we want, we get the music we want, we get the props that we need, we get the vision and the support financially. There's always someone saying, well, you can't do this, but you can do this. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to figure out how to also play in that kind of arena. Yeah. Be flexible. I mean, that's, that's a key to the success. In the, and in get the along with the people you're working with. The mm -hmm. relationships, I will fully say... Every relationship that we've had, if we've worked on one job, has led to another job. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you never know what cameraman, I'll tell you right now, there's a cameraman that we've known for the last 10 years. He's on every single award show mm -hmm. that we do. Every single, he's been on ABDC. Mm -hmm. You'd recognize him like, oh, I kind of know that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's directing right now. Wow. And we're he's hiring him. Director, yeah. We're now hiring him on a show we're producing because we're saying like, okay, we're going to take a risk on you because we, we, we have that relationship. Yep. He's seen us in action. We've seen, now we're getting these chances. Let's come together. Mm. Those are the things that build good foundations 
foundations for next level stuff. So, you know, never get full of yourself. Never be in a work environment where you think you're better than you are and Mm -hmm. treat everybody around you with respect because every department you really, you kind of need everybody Mm. to be successful. For me, I don't think there's a a secret sauce to how you put it all together. I I think what inspires me within the dance community of how we came to the point of of where we're at with all the different shows and and all the... uh, and in, in, in our career of where we've been, it's the people around me that inspire me. It's the it's the new league of dancers that inspire me, or the new things that come up that inspire me, or um, or you know seeing seeing something like um, like World of Dance. Let's take that for instance. It, it's not that it that you know there was a point where oh maybe we're just gonna do hip hop people, which would kind of be like ABDC. Mm-hmm. Oh, but. To me, it's always like, yeah, but I, I saw this salsa group that I thought was like mind blowing, like in the league of the other guys. Well, how do you compete them against them? We don't know until we try it. Let's just do it, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You just you get inspired by so many different things, and 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 I feel like I, I you know, I'm oh, what if the Kinjas went up against some like crazy crew from from India mm-hmm. let's see what that looks like <laughs> and those yeah. kind of things because they both inspire me I don't I think I think pe- pe- you can get held down by uh, by putting barriers on stuff mm-hmm. and not just going for it let your mind limitations. Be free and, yeah. Yeah. and limitations the first time uh, another example from somebody from the community is Jabberwockies right the first time we saw the Jabberwockies I didn't say oh that's cool <laughs> I like their moves mm-hmm Immediately, I saw. Oh my! We saw a production number. Like, (laughs) yo, what if they were these guys and they could be the so and sos and they could be this and blah blah blah. I remember. Let's do something. I remember we called you guys up. Uh, We were doing a showcase at Carnival, Carnival. and we did we did something. We were like, oh, we're doing a Star Wars thing. You guys gonna be the bad. Yeah, there's no jab walking in Star Wars. No, we gonna make it. (laughs) Gonna make one. Don't be a bad guy now. And uh, and uh, and you know, it's just for us. It's the people around you, like it inspired me mm. watching it in a different way. And, and the same goes, goes true with the Kinjas. It just, it inspires me on the way down here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't say much about it, but on the way down here, a, uh, a, a really, uh, a big, a very influential person in the business, um, called us up and said, Hey, I have this person, blah, 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 blah. What would you model that person out of? What is the thing? Who is the thing? And immediately tab was like, Oh, Kinjas. The Kinjas. I said, get them with the Kinjas. Get them, get them the training. Artists with the Kinjas. And, uh-huh. and, and I think, you know, it's, 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 it's funny because it, you guys aspire us to a certain uh, a visual. You get a visual of what mm. it is. And I think when you let yourself visualize, everything else comes into, into place. Mm. Mm. You just think, you know, it's, there's no way to say it or do it, but creatively that's how we uh, that's how i think i've always done we have a little bit different processes creatively oh but, yeah definitely yeah but my but it's very for me it's very like what what am i visualizing what do i see yeah and sometimes He's i a see walker. a detail and sometimes i see a big story and a narrative and, mm-hmm. and he walks around to create which is so funny like <laughs> so to, to try to create with him this is what it looks like i'm in the kitchen because i'm like you know okay she i'm gonna get the computer out right, right. i have an idea yep. and i start writing like with my pencil and i'm very organized and i'm like well da, 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 da. and then i'm like where'd you go 
and he's walking around in the kitchen and then he goes back in the bathroom and then all of a sudden he's taking a shower and then he comes out. He's like, okay, I figured it out. And I was like, yeah, I can't do it with you. Like, yeah, like literally yeah. like we separate, we brainstorm and we come back together. Cause I, ha- I need, I need quiet. Right. I need like to get in a Zen. I need to kind of focus on things. And sometimes I can kind of pull things, you know, in the sure. moment. And I need stimulus. And he needs stimulus. Mm. I was like, God, if I heard cars running and someone having a conversation and this, I was like, I couldn't focus right. on like what I wanted to do. But that is something in that like makes, makes him makes come me. up with ideas. Mm. It's crazy, right? That's so cool. Yeah. Well, th- I think that's also interesting because like as a married couple, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of dynamics. I mean, <laughs> knowing the way that each person, you know, functions to the way that each person creates. So for you guys, like what are some of the ways that, um, I mean, some of the challenges as well as like the the pros and stuff like that in, in being a married couple that works together? I mean, I think the pro, the, the pro is for sure. I know. I will always trust his opinion. Mm. I know he's always got my back. I know he has no agenda. So like when he gives me his opinion on something, I'm like, shit, maybe I don't want to hear it. But, you know, <laughs> he could be right, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, I, and I listen to it and there's a le- there has to be a level of respect. Right. But, uh, yeah, sometimes our process getting there is different. So Even there- when we choreographed. Yeah. The first time I have this recollection of the first time we choreographed and we're like, we're going to teach a class together. You guys should teach a class together. This is way before nappy tabs. And uh, and we started, and it was not going well, because I like to hit everything, mm-hmm. and she liked to shake everything. And <laughs> I was like, this is not good. Okay, you make up your four accounts. I'm going to make up my four accounts, yeah. and then we'll put them together. So you're yeah. going to do this part of the song. I'm going to do that. And, uh, and that was a, that was, that, that's kind of how it is now. Like We mm-hmm. have different, different things, and then we blend it together. Yeah. There did come a point where we were very... We moved exactly when, alike. In a dance regard, yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. finally found our voice together, but it took a while. Mm-hmm. But mostly, mostly, it, it comes down to what is, the, oh, what, what is the purpose, what are we trying to get out of, whether it be uh, a piece of choreography or a piece of a show or, um, or a specific number, what is the end result? What, who are we, what are we trying to do? Or what mm-hmm. are we trying to say? Whether it be a narrative or something that we're playing towards. And once we keep our eye on that, then ultimately we end in the same. Mm. We come down to the same path. It starts out with different roads, but the ending path always comes together. Love that. What for you guys now, I mean, you guys have such an established career and like, you know, I know that you guys are nowhere near done. So how would you guys define success? Success is definitely not about money. Mm-hmm. That has never been happiness. It's happiness. Mm. Yeah. It was success is happiness and enjoying what you do. Like mm. I, th- I think that's why we never take for anything for granted. Cause I, I do look back and go, God, I remember being on salary and doing PR at that office job. And I hated it. I mm. just remember how trapped I felt. Mm-hmm. So I take, I, I go, I, I get to do this for a living, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, that's happy. a level it's all of about, success. It's all about happiness is if you're happy in life, man, you, you succeeded. You got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. is just good. With health and happiness. It's yeah. Good, man. I love that. I know you guys got to get running. So for the sake of time, we're just going to do a quick little lightning round with you guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Really fast and fire oh, off some questions. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it easy for the beginning. Here we go. Three, two, one. What is your favorite food? Punts it. Filipino. Let's go. <laughs> Crab. Crab. Um, Best decade for music? Ooh, 90s. 70s. 70s. 
Well, 90s in like my life of dance. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Because that was like our prime. 70s because it, it was all disco and funk. That's what's up. Come That's on. That's what's up. Hey, I dig it. What is your guilty pleasure? Ice cream. I'm going to answer for him. (laughs) Well, uh, ice cream and, uh, uh, sorry, I'm just thinking about food because I'm hungry. But (laughs) mountain biking and motorcycle riding. Okay. I I mean, massages at the mall. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) At the mall. Like those little ones where they sit sit in those little seats. I'm like, let's go to a real spot. She's like, no, 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 man. Those guys, they have the right angle. It's good. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, what was the most memorable, like, professional experience that you guys have had? Oh, it's so, there's so many. I know. Oh, Happening now. Shit. That one's probably Because oh. it's on my mind, but it, it's that big step we take. Each time. Each time. The top the first of every time, change. The first time we choreographed, the first time we directed, and now this is the first time. We've produced many shows, but we've never, our production company has not been just. In charge. Just mm. us. Me and her. Mm. There's no other producers. Yeah. We're the only ones. So this is a big, uh. The moving into this big EP spot is is a big deal. So Sick. it's happening now, but yeah. that's the most memorable. Mem- most memorable performance? New Zealand with Destiny's Child. Remember that? Yeah, but I wouldn't call that memorable. Come on. Oh, <laughs> it was memorable because the people were tearing down the tent. <laughs> and we had to run and get in the bus. And <laughs> I remember my, my, my most memorable, I think, as a dancer was, well, I was choreographing for Solange, Beyonce's sister. Mm-hmm. And oh, I wasn't yeah, supposed to go out on the road. And... um one of the guys had some passport issues the night that they were flying. She called me oh, crying. Man. She's like, oh, my God, Tabitha, what am I going to do? I lost a dancer. We only had four dancers yeah. on the job. What am I going to do? Napoleon wasn't on that job. He was on something else. So I literally had to fly out, dress like a dude. No way. Partner with per- the girl. And partner with the girl oh, and perform. Oh, my gosh. And, and we opened up for Justin Timberlake. And, like, all my friends were dancing for Justin but didn't know I was out there. And it was the coolest feeling, like, I mean, it's my choreo, so yeah, of course I yeah. rocked. I killed it. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I had the ball Amazing. cap and the do-rag on, and I had like, you know, a, a, like a hoodie on. Yeah. And I got off stage, and they're like, yo, who's that new cat up there? And I came off, I was like, hi. And I pulled my hat off, and my hair came down. That's incredible. That, that, that's something I'll never forget. Wow, that's so good. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Dang, so much th- there's got to be a video of that somewhere. <laughs> I know, Dang. right? Dang, we got to find that. That was before YouTube. Dang. Uh, what would be a dream opportunity? Broadway. You guys Ooh. haven't done Broadway yet. We've we done did, a little. We did a little. Dabble, we choreographed like, a little okay. Broadway, but our own Broadway show. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, and 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 and, a film. and our own film. Yeah. In literally our own film, not like one that we're directing for somebody else wrote, sure. but, but something that concept. we've made, and you know we can r- seriously call ourselves filmmakers. Love it. It's out there now. It's yeah. out there. Let's let's make that one happen. Um, less of, more of. So, if you could see something less of in the world and more of in the world, what would that be? Less shootings. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And less judgment. Mm. Just less judgment. Period. Across the board, no matter where. Yeah. You see it, and it's not even racial. It's just judgment. Yeah. Yeah. More. Uh, more. Oh, more. Um, I want more kisses and hugs from my son. I can't get enough Ooh, of them. I'm more family. London. More family. More yeah, family. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a struggle, you know, to balance and make sure you have enough It makes time. me happy when I get to see you guys go on vacations because yeah. I know that's not often, so yeah. Yeah. that's tight. That's tight. We love our vacations. Man. Yeah, I love it. Uh, what is your golden rule, your life mantra? You know, that's funny you ask 
because I was thinking about this the other day, <laughs> and uh, and and I've always had one, and it's and it's changed, but I'm at the point now that I don't actually have a golden rule because the rule keeps changing. Mm. So as life goes along, the rule never stays constant, um, and I and I believe the same thing with goals because by the time you get to the actual goal, you have already set another goal, mm. and. And so you never celebrate getting to the goal. I was thinking about this the other day as I was. Yeah, because as soon as we get something, we're like, oh, my God, we're so excited. But we may have a call for something else. It's just like you, you almost never. Yeah. Like, like every week, you know, we, we just we just we're directing our first um, feature film. We're we're doing, you know, producing our our own show, our first te- television show special. And somebody else brought up something today that never thought I would even be interested in what mm. they were bringing up. But at the same time, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. Somebody would want us to do that. Why would they ever think about us doing hmm. that? And, and so you never, it's never, it never, it never settles. I do have to say, though, in general, a golden rule that it took me a little while when I first came to L.A. because I tried to be something maybe that I wasn't to try mm-hmm. to book jobs. Like I, I, I would, you know, like, oh, why didn't I get this job? Or maybe my hair, my hair is, it should be red. Or maybe if I wear this, I'll get, and, and then, and then you start questioning, well, oh, they got that job. Why didn't I get, and as soon as you just stop, like, and let the universe take you where you should be going and mm-hmm. stop questioning and just kind of follow mm. follow the momentum and see everything around you as an opportunity more opportunities come yeah. when you try to control it too much you almost suffocate the idea mm. I love so the that. golden rule is what be good be just yourself. like oh, just be yourself not even be yourself it's just listen to what's going on around you and you you really you really don't have full control you can only control you being the best version of yourself Love that. So if you, you're the best version of yourself in every situation, I think the universe and God is going to put you where you need to be and what you should be doing at that time. Yeah. You know, I, we questioned for a while. It's like, God, we're teaching so much. We can't, you know, maybe we can't do choreography because we're on the road and da, da, da. Like, but if I didn't have that as my foundation, it wouldn't have opened up doors in this way or that way. Like you mm. can go back and look at those things, but when you're in, in the middle of them, you don't see it. Yeah. So you just have to sort of like trust you're in the middle of something and just be the best version of yourself at that time. Yeah, love That's it. I feel like it's kind of this sense of never arrived, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. always going and like find flow and just kind of be in flow. Yeah. Right? That's good. It's I really good. Cool. Like, hey, I, I tried. Oh, I tried. Be like tried. Water. You know, I've been doing this thing for almost a year, about a year now. So, um, man, thank you guys. I know you guys are super busy. You guys got to run, but like, you guys I, are family till like the day you, we die. Really, thank you. That's it. Like, likewise. Likewise. And there's so much more to catch up on, but like, just, I just want to just celebrate you guys one time and thank you guys again for championing dance the way that you guys do. And, I think the fact that you guys are constantly moving, constantly innovating, um, that's just a testament to like why you guys are successful in the way that you guys are. And, and thank you for your definition of that, you know, because I think with this being a career for so many people or people who aspire to make it their career, um, I think that sort of the mentality is so important to have before um just trying to go for the gusto because you're kind of you're just just going at that point but I think you know you guys having the mentality to be able to kind of share that with our audience and mm-hmm. um, I mean you guys are mentoring people whether you realize it or not you know what I mean <laughs> and like for us like we're super inspired by you guys and um, 
look forward to doing more with y'all. You know, yes, let's do it. And, well, um, you, 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 you just put it out in the universe. Oh yeah, you wait, it'll come. It's, it'll it's, come. It's, it's coming. Around. It's coming. <laughs> but uh, guys, thank you guys so much for your time. We'd love to have you guys back any other time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Baby London. Baby I London. See him on Instagram. He's he's blowing up. We got a little star in our hands. He is, but, um, man. He's yeah. a little show off for sure. Thank you guys so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you guys find this episode by itself, we have so many more episodes. Subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us reviews. We read all that. Hit us up on IG, Kinja's podcast with a K, on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Show notes are on kinjas.com slash podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. If this is valuable in any kind of way, that's the only way that we market this thing. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Kinja Bride.